This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in to Shine On today. We've got Susan Shumsky here, and she truly is like a chakra specialist, or as she says, chakra specialist. She's going to take us on a journey, and then she can literally take you on a journey because she also hosts spiritual cruises, and she's got one coming up late this summer and plenty more for next year. That's Susan Shumsky. But first, I want to see how you're doing. How was your week? How are things? How are you feeling? I hope you are well. We send well wishes to all around the world as coronavirus continues to uh, spike up in some places after some states reopened. Driving around this weekend, even taking my dogs for a walk down by the river, see a long line at the ice cream stand, people standing right on top of each other, some many with masks, some without. You know trying time, some rushing to restaurants, some still staying away. We'll find our way. Let's do it with as much health and happiness as we can. And the call for social justice getting louder and louder all around the world. You can feel it now. The other day on the radio, I played John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change, and it struck me so clearly, oh, this world is changing. This world is changing. It's an amazing weather week here in my corner of the world in the northern Westchester in the Hudson Valley. And I'm grateful because I am launching a farmer's market this Sunday. I know. Didn't give people a lot of notice on this, but I was waiting for a group to get together to have a meeting to approve my farmer's market, and there haven't been a lot of meetings lately. So finally, uh, the Mount Carmel Society got together, and I'm able to rent the Mount Carmel field every Sunday from 8.30 till 1.00. And this is in the northern Westchester town of Replank, just blocks from the beautiful Hudson River. So we're going to have a farmers and makers market this Sunday, 830 till 1, and continue it every Sunday. Farmers and makers, and maybe some really great crafters, and possibly a few curated thrifters. But I know we're going to have baked goods and fresh eggs. So the market at Mount Carmel will support Let It Shine. Let It Shine Foundation that gives to women in the Hudson Valley. All right, I need to give you Susan Shumsky now. You know, the first time I had her on the air a couple years ago, I thought she was crazy. (laughs) I did. Like, we did not connect at all. She was talking to me about her years, you know, following the Maharishi, and I... My ears just couldn't take it in at the time. But then I stumbled across her work again, invited her back on, and she just gave me such a great lesson. So I'm going to share it with you. How did Susan Shumsky become an authority on the subtle body and chakras? Well, it was the 60s. I was a hippie. I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area. And those of us who were flower children, we were seeking nirvana. We were looking for spiritual enlightenment. Amazingly, it wasn't all just about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was also about, let's discover 
Eastern philosophy, Eastern wisdom, and let us experience nirvana. So I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading all of the Buddha scriptures. I was reading Alan Watts' books, including The Way of Zen. And in Alan Watts' books, he said that you have to find a meditation guide. Well, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and look up a meditation guide or anything remotely similar. So I asked a friend, well, how do I find how do I find this? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? So I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed and sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. Little did I know that I had not only had my first meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any drugs or stimulants or anything. And then uh, very soon after that, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center where I saw a picture of the guru on the wall. And immediately I could feel this amazing energy coming from his eyes. It was this profound love energy and this kind of spiritual vibration that exuded just from the photograph. And so I figured, well, it seems like this is where I'm going to learn real meditation. So I did. He was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of Transcendental Meditation. And I ended up spending over two decades in his various ashrams and six years on his personal staff. Holy smokes. Can I just say that, Susan Shumsky? Holy smokes. I'm going to ask you this question. Why did you have a spontaneous, nearly, kundalini awakening? I mean, how do you explain that? People search their whole lives for that. Well, I think that it's probably because of my past life. Past lives, it couldn't be anything other than that, in that I obviously was doing this in past times. And so it spontaneously happened again as soon as I asked for it. Have you asked for anything else like the winning lottery number or anything? <laughs> well, don't ask for the winning lottery number. But I do, to say, I do have to say that everything that I do and everything that I teach is based upon one principle, and that is ask and it shall be given unto you. Right. So my life is sort of filled with prayer and with, with asking and with receiving inner guidance and following inner guidance, trusting inner guidance. So I'm basically led by spirit. I allow spirit to guide me day by day. And so I'm always asking advice from spirit. The Third Eye Meditations, Awaken Your Mind, Spirit, and Intuition is one of Susan's new books, along with the big book of chakras and chakra healing, how to unlock your seven energy centers for healing, happiness, and transformation. Uh, Susan, let me ask you this. Do you think people can have this kind of connection and... um, yeah, co-creation with spirit without knowing their chakras? Uh, Absolutely, because there are many paths to spiritual awakening and spiritual enlightenment. There are so many paths, uh, different kinds of what we call yoga. Yoga means divine union. It means union of individual spirit with universal spirit. So there is, for example, karma yoga, which means selfless service. 
There is bhakti yoga, which means devotion to God. There is jnana yoga, which means discernment and discrimination, an intellectual path. There is hatha yoga, which means physical culture, like doing the yoga postures and the pranayama, meaning the breathing exercises, the bandhas, which means muscular locks, various physical types of things. There is also uh, integral yoga. There is kundalini yoga, which means raising the kundalini. So there are so many different paths. The chakras, that's, that's just a part of information about the subtle body, uh, which is really all paths lead to the same thing, which is spiritual awakening. Right. And the chakras are simply part of our subtle body that is, you know, it's a good idea for us to be aware of them and to know about them, but you don't necessarily have to work directly with them in order to achieve higher consciousness. Right. I, boy, I love the way you explain things. I've always known there were all these different kinds of yoga, but I didn't realize that each one was a, a particular path to a particular destination. Yes. It's awesome. all, the, all the same destination. And that is yoga. Yoga means union. Union of individual spirit with universal spirit. Okay. So, say, yes, same destination, but different pathways. Because you mentioned, oh, you know, one is correct. one is muscular, and one is mental, and one is devotion. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, there are people saying, but Susan, Casey, tell us, what is kundalini? So, kundalini, uh, kundal is a Sanskrit uh, root, and it means curled up. Uh, often it's called the serpent power, because serpents c- curl up or coil up when they're asleep. So the kundalini energy is curled up or coiled up in the base of the spine in in your subtle body. It's not in your gross physical body. Uh, so if you were to dissect a corpse, you would not find kundalini. You would not find chakra. You would not find nadi or meridian. Uh, you would not find any of these things. So kundalini is a type of life force energy or vital energy, specific kind of life force energy that is associated with spiritual awakening and enlightenment. So it's it's coiled up at the base of your spine, and when awakened, it brings all kinds of subtle sensory perceptions, supersensory perceptions, uh, and it also unfolds or wakes up your chakras, and your chakras are all centers of energy, centers of life force energy that are associated with various functions in your physical and mental body. For example, uh, the base chakra is involved with elimination. The sacral chakra is involved with uh, sexual reproduction. The navel chakra, which is at your stomach area, is involved with digestion and all food and all of the organs around the stomach. The heart chakra is involved with the heart and lungs. The throat chakra is involved with your expression, expression not only verbally but also creative expression. 
Then you have your third eye chakra, which is in the center of your head, and that is involved with intuition and higher consciousness. And then your crown chakra above the head, which is involved with divine union. But then there are seven other chakras that I discuss in great detail in my book, The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. In fact, that book is like an encyclopedia of the chakras, and it goes into great detail about the 14 main chakras that are talked about in the ancient scriptures of India, which is where I found a lot of the information in this book was from the ancient scriptures of India, the tantric and Vedic scriptures. Gotcha. Wonderful. Thank you. Perfect little summary there to uh, get us centered about our chakras. I'm guessing, too, that people can do yoga their whole lives and never experience the kundalini awakening like you did. Is that true? Absolutely. People can practice yoga, asanas, yoga exercises, or other types of yoga, as I described. There's so many types of yoga. And never experience have an experience or feeling of the kundalini awakening as a feeling of a rush of energy or or electricity going up your spine. That doesn't mean the kundalini isn't awake, though. The kundalini is going to be awake in any individual who is interested in esoteric subjects or intellectual pursuits. Mm -hmm. Anyone whose interest is higher than food, sex, and elimination is going to have their kundalini higher than the navel chakra. That's just the way it is. Oh, that's good. That's nice to know. That's nice to know. Here's a question for Susan Shumsky. Why did Creator hide the kundalini in the subtle body? Why didn't he just put it in neon? Press this button to uh, find your your power booster. I would say the creator did that for the same reason that the creator doesn't make itself known to people in general. (laughs) It's as if the creator is hiding from ordinary individuals who are not seeking for experience of the creator. So it's the same reason. The creator does not make itself known. Individuals must seek for that. And, in fact, our purpose in this incarnation is for us to seek and find and realize God. And that's just, the, that's just life. That is the way life is set up. It's the way the Creator set it up. <laughs> good, 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 good. All right. So you say you are you're praying unceasingly. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But you're in constant connection and asking for guidance most of the time. Yes? That would be a little bit of an exaggeration. Oh. I, I do my best. Okay. Let's say, let's say that I try day by day to, to follow inner guidance as best I can. Um, I am very obedient, really. Mm. But, you know, it's, you're never perfect at that. It's, just, it's not that easy to do. So right. I, I do my best. Yeah, you know, obedient is a word that we've talked about on this show many times before that. And I've said, when you hear that inner voice, when you hear that inner guidance, you the best thing you can do is just trust it and act on it immediately. Don't question it. Just be obedient to the voice. I know it's a practice, but yeah. just give it a try one day because uh, that's Absolutely. right. Just give it a try. Just say the next time I hear that voice, I'm just going to obey. Just try it and see what happens. Um, exactly. We started talking about, you know, how you came 
to be truly an authority on the subject of the subtle body and the chakras. And you said you were, you know, child of the 60s and you were seeking nirvana. The question is, did you find it? The answer is yes. Uh, I found it once I learned how to meditate. Meditation is a teachable skill, and so is intuition, by the way. You can learn meditation just like you can learn how to play the piano. Uh, You can learn intuition and develop it just like you can learn a language. So these are all learnable, teachable skills. And all of my books, I have 18 books in print in English and 35 foreign editions, but all of my books help to develop these skills. Uh, such as meditation, intuition, affirmation, prayer, the skills that we can use that are very practical skills, actually, amazingly practical skills. So we can develop them. It's not like you have to have some kind of quote-unquote gift. I know people think, oh, I was born a psychic. Oh, I was gifted. I'm gifted. That's baloney. You either learned it in this life or you learned it in some past life. Right. Right. Susan Shumsky is our guest. And isn't that so opposite to the point when people say, oh, I'm gifted and I can do this and you can't. It's really the absolute opposite of what the spiritual message is. Exactly. The spirit, the true spiritual message is about self-empowerment. It's about helping people pull up their own bootstraps, shall we say. It's about helping people to discover their true self and to then, you know, I mean, if you're going to be a spiritual teacher, you have to let people go. You can't just, you know, enslave them for the rest of their lives. Right. You right. have to teach them well, and then, okay, you're ready now. Right. You're the fledgling. Go out and fly now. Right, right, right. And, and two... A part of the spiritual process is even the people we're teaching there are teachers absolutely that's very true in fact everybody is our teacher yeah. especially our critics especially people that uh, are naysayers mm-hmm. uh, especially people that uh, that don't like us our enemies those are our best teachers actually because we learn the greatest uh, lessons that we need to learn are the greatest uh, understandings that we need to come to. I don't like the word lessons. So we learn the, we learn things through the people that we encounter that challenge us. Mm-hmm. I like that understanding, better, uh, using the term understanding rather than lesson. You know, I've said, I've been on the radio many, many years, and it's always nice to get an email that says, oh, Casey, I love listening to your show. But those emails have never taught me anything. The emails that say, I don't like how you do this, I don't like how you say this, I think you got, those are the ones that I cherish, because they, they make me better. They make me look at things differently. So I, true. I embrace critics i embrace critics and i don't want to unleash any right now because i'm not feeling all that strong but you know if if you come to embrace criticism like you like it's gold it really Mm -hmm. mm, can turn things right around um gosh so many things i wanted to share with you but i'm taking so much of your time and i need i know i need to let you go um Okay, so let's say this. Um, it's been wonderful talking to you, Susan. We want to we want to point people towards your two books, A Third Eye Meditation, and Third Eye Meditations, and the big book, 
of chakra and chakra healing. You know, it's funny. I find people on your coast say chakra and people on my coast say chakra. Well, I'll tell you which is the correct pronunciation. It's chakra. Chakra. Mm-hmm. Chakra. Oh, chakra. All right. Yeah. I'll bring that it's to you. It's a Sanskrit word. It's not an English word. It's a Sanskrit word, and that's the way it's pronounced. One more time. Go ahead. Chakra. Chakra. Okay. <laughs> it's so great to talk to you. It's like a mini education. I really just so uh, appreciate all that you've shared with us. And what else? Is there any other message you'd like to leave with our listeners this morning? You're very lucky that you inhabit a human physical body. It's a very rare thing to get. So take advantage of it. Do your best to use that human physical body for the one purpose that it was designed for, the main purpose it was designed for, and that is to realize who you really are, to realize your higher self and your higher purpose. So I would say spend a lot of your time and energy on that endeavor and forego some other things that are not quite as important. Right, right. Life is the gift. You know, do the people say, oh, I'm a psychic, that's my gift? Life is the gift, right? Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. All right. And we can find more about you where? Uh, DrSusan.org. That's DrSusan.org. And also uh, my travel website, which is Divine Travels, plural on the travels, DivineTravels.org. And you have some cruises coming up. Tell us all about it. I do. I uh, am a producer of Holistic Seminars at Sea. Our next cruise will be August 28th, sailing from Seattle to uh, Alaska. And then uh, I've got one coming up going to Tahiti as well. And I have one coming up going going from Port Canaveral to the Yucatan Peninsula and the Maya lands, and another one going to Alaska, and one going to the Greek Isles. All of that is happening in 2021. But the most, the one coming up next is the August 28th, going from Seattle to Alaska. It's called Sail with Spirit. All of those are at divinetravels.com. That's Susan Shumsky. Take a trip with her. Hi, it's Casey, hoping to see you on Sunday, Father's Day, 8.30 to 1 at the market at Mount Carmel, a new farmers and vendors market on a great big field, 8th Street, Highland Avenue in Verplank. And more farmers and makers and crafters are welcome. So reach out to me at casey.co. Would love to have you there. Okay, our thought for the day. So in honor of Father's Day, we have a Rudyard Kipling poem that sounds like good fatherly advice to me. Surely you've heard it or parts of it. It's called If. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about don't deal in lies, or being hated don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, 
If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken, and stoop and build him up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the human touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son, or a woman, my daughter. I add the P.S. to Rudyard Kipling's If, which sounds like good fatherly advice to me. Love one another. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.